I'm Abby Gibb, and welcome to the Full Body Fuck Yes Podcast, a Soulfire production. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Full Body Fuck Yes. I'm your host, Abby Gibb, and I'm wondering if you've ever wondered about human design. I mean, that shit is all over social media, especially like in the entrepreneurial space. But human design essentially sheds light on your emotional, your psychological, your energetic makeup. It's a lot deeper, in my personal opinion, than a lot of other like leadership or personality tests. It really gives you the self-awareness and the tools to work with yourself and not against yourself. Like there was a really large portion of my life where I thought I was just weird. I was doing it wrong. I couldn't figure out why everybody else seems to move a lot slower than I do, or they really enjoy niches. Like they like to like get into one thing and master it and they can stay there for like five years. And I can't, (laughs) I am constantly iterating and I'm constantly exploring. And, you know, I just was like, am I doing this wrong? Am I doing humaning wrong? And then when I found human design, I was like, oh shit, no, it's just building a life and a business that's designed for me, right? And I'm I'm by no means have I done a ton of work on this, but I've definitely dived into it. And is it dive or dove? Dove into it? I think it's dove. Anyway, dove into it. And it's just so fascinating to me because people that I've never met before, like, Aaron Claire Jones, who's going to be on today's episode, never met me before and is literally like telling me exactly how I operate, best ways to work, how I should build my team, like all of it. It was, it was crazy. So I've got a treat for you. Aaron Claire Jones, she's kind of fancy. You know, I only bring the best people on. Uh, she's one of the best at the world at this. And she's going to give me a live reading of my chart because I think it's one thing to teach human design and it's another to like, watch the process of someone like doing a live reading for you and like what that looks like. So Erin is a human design guide and leadership coach. She works with some of the very top entrepreneurs, pretty much anybody you've thought of she's worked with. She offers this blueprint to how you operate so that you can perform at the top of your personal and professional game. And I think it was a really helpful piece for me to unlock not just my own style, but then what does that look like um, when I show up for my team or like when I show up in my family and my personal relationships, like it's, it works for so many different aspects of our life. So I hope that you enjoy it today. And I'd love to know if you've already done human design, what are you? Like, are you a manifesting generator like me? Are you a manifest? Are you a generator? Are you a projector? Like, I would just love to see all of these pieces. So hit me up in the DMs and let me know. All right, let's get to Aaron. Not going to lie. Very excited for this episode today. Like I saw you, I saw you and I was like, I can't believe I get to meet Aaron. I'm totally fangirling right now. I'm such a dork. Hi. Oh my God. Thank you for saying that. Hello. I'm so honored (laughs) to be here. I was saying before, I was like, it's just funny. We like can fangirl or whatever. And it's just like, we're all just humans in our homes just doing our thing, you know? We are. Um, But thank you. I'm so happy to be here. And I'm so honored for you to feel that way. I mean, your content, if if y'all haven't followed her yet, I mean, I don't know what you're doing living under a rock, but like, I sincerely mean this. I had heard about human design a little bit, Erin, but then I fell upon your page somehow 
And I start reading some of this stuff and I don't know what any of these things are, right? Manifest generator, projector, yeah. heart center. Well, I'm like, what? I have no idea. What the heck is that? Yeah. Yeah. Except I'm like, this chick doesn't know me from a hole in the wall, but I have never seen a random person on the internet explain me in more detail than ever before. Like what? How did she possibly like what? And that's how I got into human design. Thanks to your page. And I was just like, what is this thing? Because clearly this isn't just some, you know, crystal magical read tea leaves. If it can be this specific to me. I know. It's It's so beautiful. The work you do. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so, you know, honored that you said that. And I think that like human design, I know we'll talk about what it is, but I think more than anything, it just gives us permission to be who we are. And so I think like what I try to do on Instagram is just like give people like daily permission in some way or another. And it's just like, I think it's good reminders where it's like, I think we often spend a lot of our lives trying to be everything that we're not, you know, and human design just returns us to a way of operating that will feel so much more natural to us. And also helps us understand the people around us so much more deeply. And like you said, human design is so specific. It's not this like super airy, system. That's like, it's very much like you make decisions this way and you work best in a team this way. And I just think that like very tactile grounded information is so what we need, at least so what I needed, not everyone will need it. It's what I needed, Aaron. For me, it gave me exactly that such permission to say, this is how I work best. This is the type of team I want to build. So I have all of my clients now do it. I have my team within my business use it and to really try to match us up because I stopped apologizing for the fact that I am, as Aaron will show, I am a manifesting generator. That's what I do. I have a thousand and one ideas, so I don't need to be scared about if this idea doesn't work out, I can think of a thousand more. Also, there is nothing that sounds worse to me in life than trying to do the same thing for two years. Like, Mm, oh my God, no. And I didn't really fully understand why until I started to get into my chart and understanding human design more. So can you walk us back for those of you that are already like, okay, cool abs, but like, what the hell are y'all talking about? What exactly is this? And why isn't it just like reading tea leaves crystals, like out there, Hmm. you know, like there's some real science behind it. Yeah. So human design is a system based on our time, date, and place of birth that reveals our energetic blueprint. And what I mean by that is how you're uniquely wired to make decisions, work within teams, collaborate, parent, partner, all the things, you know, it gives us like a roadmap to how we're designed to be at our best and like in every area of our life. And like I said earlier, I just think that we often try to kind of like map, you know, or just like try to emulate what we've seen those around us doing. And then we might kind of go down that road and be like, that doesn't actually work for us. And it doesn't actually feel very good. And so think of human design as kind of like your own operating manual. Um, In terms of where it comes from, it is quite mystical. Like it's been around since 1987. It was channeled by a man named Ra Uhuru Hu. When I say channeled, I mean that he literally had a very mystical experience where he just received all this information and spent the next kind of 20 years building it out. He's actually no longer alive. But I think the way that he really described it is that this is the first system of its kind that really pulls from so many different systems, you know, from astrology to the I Ching, to Kabbalah, to the chakra system, to quantum physics, to genetics, to biochemistry, all the kind of give us this map of how we operate at our best, but I think for the skeptics out there, and I worked with many, you know, I think that I'm like never trying to convince people of anything. Like, I think I would say, take what feels useful, supportive, resonant, throw the rest away. And like, 
what matters more to me about like, whether it's true is like, whether it's useful. So I think just like, listen with an open mind and be like, is this useful? And I think that so often I've worked with many thousands of people and they're always just like, it's so useful. Tell me more. So I think that like, it can feel like a little bit scary if somebody's just like, this is what you are. But again, like when I share human design with people, it's more like there's a sense of relief. It's just like, thank God somebody finally gave me language to describe it and talk about it. So I just kind of want to remind, remind people of that, that it's, it's meant to be a thing that empowers and expands us, not a thing that kind of limits us or disempowers us in any way. Where is the fuck yes button on this? That's exactly, <laughs> that's exactly it. I took a giant deep breath and said, oh, wow. Okay. Because without it, you really do see on Instagram, you see it in school, you see it in corporate, that there is, quote, a right way and a wrong way to do or build or say or grow or scale or any of the things. And you can't quite put your finger on why that doesn't feel good. Like it doesn't feel authentic mm. for me to be told consistently, well, Abby, you just need to niche down. You just need to pick one thing. I'm like, I don't, I can't, I literally cannot do that. And most yeah. of my clients, Obviously I coach very similar people to me who are also like, why I can't fit these molds. And that's what I wanted to, to speak specifically about to start is around this concept of leader, self-leadership and how to begin to build your team and your business and your vision for your life around what your strengths are. And this is different than quote strengths finder. It it's, I don't know how else to say it. it's just so much different. It feels so authentically innate. So help us to understand how we can begin to use this in the leadership capacity. Yeah. I think in the same way, you know, the applications are kind of endless, but I think in the same way that it would do as a parent or as a friend or as a business owner or as a leader, like human design will let you know how you're wired to do it best, you know? So human design is not going to say like, you're this type and can't be a leader. It's more like you're this type and therefore this is how you best lead, you know? So I think, which is yeah, amazing. amazing. So I think that like, and it's so highly specific, but I think some of the information it can offer us is like, okay, how do you use your energy? Like, are you a doer? Do you need to kind of use it up every day to be satisfied? Or are you kind of better suited to like honor the ebbs and flows? You know, are you like, are you here to initiate opportunities? Are you here to let them come to you? Like, are you here to be fast and your decision-making are slow? Are you more independent? Do you need freedom? Are you more collaborative? Like there's just so much tactical stuff in terms of how you lead best. And I think when you know how to do it and then kind of really empower the people around you to know how to support you in it, it can be amazing, you know? And so I think that it just really gives us a road, gives you a roadmap of like how you're wired to lead very specifically in terms of how you best collaborate with others, communicate with others and make decisions effectively. Is this something Aaron, that you can do by yourself, meaning you could hop on a website and, and read it yourself? Or is this something that you need to empower an expert like yourself to be able to help decode? Yeah. So when you look up the chart and, and we, I'm sure we can include a link in the show notes, you can go to aaronclairjones.com slash look up. It is not an intuitive looking chart. You're going to look at it and be like, whoa. And so it's not an easy thing to decode on your own. Like there's lots of Googleable information, you know, and I do share a lot of Instagram. So you can always Google different pieces. I think it is nice to have, you know, not to like advocate for it too much, but I just think it's nice to have somebody translate it mm -hmm. because I think that like, when I work with people, like you just see the whole picture and you see how it all works together and you can make it really practical to their lives. And like, 
some of the information out there is like a little bit disempowering, you know, in the same way that like, that's going to be true of any other system. Like, I think some people can read a thing I've sat down in so many sessions where somebody's like, I read this and it said, I couldn't do this because I'm this. And it's just like, that's not the point of human design. You know what I mean? It just, it doesn't tell us what we can do. It just tells us how we can do it best. So I think that you can absolutely go down the rabbit hole on your own, but I would just be super discerning about the resources that you take in. And I think that like, if it feels feasible, I think it is really nice to have somebody decode it because they're going to be able to kind of wrap it together in a whole different kind of way that will make it even more applicable to kind of your life and what you're going through. I love that. And with that, dun, 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 dun. surprise, we are going to do a live reading of my human design chart. This is important to know. Number one, I've never met Erin before. She didn't know me never. from a hole in the wall. I just gave her my basic information. And we're just going to do this. And I've never had her read my charts before. She doesn't know anything about me. And I am fascinated to live react and hear. And I also know that so many of my clients fall very similarly into my type of quote chart or certain strengths and pieces. Um, So I think this might be extremely supportive and nutritive to a lot of you to have a giant permission slip to just go do it weird like you already do you like you just be weird like, like you. you so let's I mean, let's, let's do it let's do it i'm so excited Aaron. oh my god yeah so tell me have you gone deeply into it i know you've explored no, a bit no just explored no. i've never had like a fancy person help me to decode this shit okay let's like talk about we, we just do the blueprint stuff you know what i mean but i've never had like a like an actual human like you expert okay. sit down and like explain and decode Okay. So as I would tell any client, and as I just said, like take what feels useful, supportive, resonant, throw the rest away. This is meant to be an empowering tool, not a limiting one. Um, one thing that I'll just say, and I'm sure you maybe have heard this, like you've actually got a very rare design in that, like you've got a lot of energy and I'm sure your audience really feels this, but like <laughs> usually you've got like a few areas that are like more inconsistent, but like you just have like a lot happening within you. And so like you walk into a room and people feel you, you know, so you kind of have like, you're very impactful in your energy, um, which is amazing. But I would just kind of remind you in terms of managing a team to not expect others to keep up with you, do as much as you do as fast as do it as fast as you. Like, I think that you might get a little bit disappointed (laughs) if you're expecting everyone to operate like you. So like your standards will be high, but also be generous in the fact that others will do it differently than you. That's very helpful. And to be honest, it was a post that you did. I want to say like two years ago or something at this point. Oh my God. I remember this specifically, and it really helped me drastically when I was starting this business that I have now, my new business. To be like, wow, this is why I work so much different than everyone else. And I, and I'm really setting everyone else up to fail because the, I, I just couldn't quite see why nobody worked like I did. And also everybody else seemed amazed at what I think is an average Tuesday. Totally. Just, You're going to be like superhuman to a lot of us. Yeah. And I was just you like, know? I don't get it. I just like wrote a Ted talk. <laughs> literally. I wrote a Ted talk in the notes app on my, on a flight from Atlanta to LA. And it was done. Like I just wrote it. And I'm not saying that to be boastful. I just realized that when I started to coach like media coaching and, and really started to help other people craft their messages, it obviously would be a massive disservice to share that story frequently because they're just going to feel like fucking failures. And for the few people that were like me to remind them that it's not crazy or like they need to take more time because they wrote it in the notes app. Like that's, it's done. You're good. 
Like you get totally. to do it that way. Totally. See? I love that so How much. How good is this, know? right? Y'all like at home, somebody, Aaron, somebody just threw the loofah. I know someone's listening to this in the shower and they just threw the loofah out and they're like, that's it though. That's it. Yeah. My, it, I'm, it really- I just work differently. Yeah. And like, we just all have our own way of doing it. Like I even had a client recently and she was, you know, what I was commenting, I was like manifesting generator, but also like another piece where you've just got like so much kind of definition and energy, but I had a manifesting generator client recently that was like, Aaron, I've gone through six assistants. And I was like, okay, (laughs) what is going on? Because like, I have to imagine that like, they're not all that bad. And she's like, no one can move as fast as me. I was like, they are not meant to the minute you expect that the minute you'll be disappointed. Like the thing is that like, when I say that you're kind of superhuman and your ability to do things, it doesn't mean that you're better. Obviously it just means that you do things differently. And we all need kind of different energies around us to kind of bring out all these different gifts. So I think that again, you'll probably be best supported by people that are actually very different than you. So let's kind of rewind and pull back to your type. So the first piece in human design is how we best use our energy and how we best create opportunities for ourselves, which is called our type and our strategy. And so you, as we've referenced a few times before, are a manifesting generator and your strategy is about waiting to respond. And so basically what it means to be a manifesting generator. And I'll kind of say what the pieces are that I'm looking at, just so you can like see if there are similar things in your chart. Um, what it means to be a manifesting generator is that you've got a tremendous energy to kind of build and create and make things happen as long as you are so lit up and satisfied and excited about what you're doing. You know, so you are designed to kind of wake up in the morning, energized and excited, kind of use up your energy throughout the day in ways that are really fun, whether it's who you're spending time with or what you're working on. And then you kind of drop in a bit exhausted and fulfilled. You'll probably get bored if every day looks the same. You're not really meant to be in the same space every day. We'll talk about that later. Um, And like you said, like you're not really meant to have this like super linear career where you're like, I have chosen a thing and I'm sticking with it. Like, I love what you said for two years. I have another client where it's like every two years she pivots and changes (laughs) because like you are meant to pivot and change, like trying on and letting go of things as part of your process. And so my first reminder is to never make yourself wrong for shifting direction and pivoting. It's not about giving up or not being committed. It's just that your energy wants to go in a new direction. The more you honor that, the better you'll feel. Um, You are quite multi-passionate by nature you might have the capacity to kind of do multiple things and pursue multiple passions at once. And I wouldn't resist that. Some people might see you as scattered or doing too much, but it's actually exactly what you're meant to do. I would say you're probably incredibly fast. Your gift is finding the quickest way to get from A to Z, um, but not necessarily in handling every single step along the way. So if I was to kind of just like pull back on the leadership front, I would say some of the best people to have around you are people that can help you in the step-by-step process in a way that kind of really empowers you to just like move fast and be in your own creative flow. Ding, 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 ding. How all is of that all feeling for you? A hundred percent true. And it reinforces some pieces that felt when I first heard this massively liberating. Because I felt like I was doing it wrong, Aaron. I wanted so badly to be the person that picks the one thing and becomes a master at the one thing, right? Like they are a master potter Mm -hmm. and they love making 10,000 of the same pot. And I want to die at that idea. And, you know, I was a TV journalist for all of my 20s for exactly what you just said, Aaron. Every day is different. Every day the stories are different. Every day I'm at a different location. Um, and I, I could never, yeah, I, I split my week and I hosted half the week and then I went out into the field half the week because I got bored of even both of those things. Like I couldn't do just one of those things even. And I thought for so long that something was wrong with me 
Like Mm -hmm. I, and I could, I was told so often just pick one thing or I'm scattered or, you know, I'm too intense because I get really lit up about stuff. And then I I don't care like, but they're like, but you cared about this six months ago. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't don't care about about it anymore. (laughs) And it's just like, your energy's moved on. And I love that you brought up that point about the intensity, because I think a lot of manifesting generators I've worked with, I felt like too much. Okay. Like they're like, I'm just doing too much I, or like not even I'm doing too much, but like I am too much, yeah. you know, and I, I think am that like, too much. Yeah. Yeah. And my partner actually has such an amazing quote and his quote is like, I posted on Instagram once. It's like, if anyone ever tells you you're too much, you just tell them like, I'm the freaking most, you know? Yeah. And I just love that because I just, but I think in general, like you're meant to be a lot. And I don't mean that in it. I just mean that like, you're meant to be big and passionate and excited and thrilled. And like the right people are going to be the ones that feel so expanded by your passion. So expanded by your power, not like threatened by it or kind of questioning of it. Yes. 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 You you have those people a hundred percent. And, and I just actually had a really beautiful reflection with my team, my mate, my main team member, um, in my business who has quite literally made this business possible. And I have never thrived so much. And that's because I have a really beautiful team around me of people who dot the I's and cross the T's and do the the work that honestly makes everything keep working, (laughs) makes it all go, Mm -hmm. makes it all go round so that I can show up fully lit up. And they also give me the grace. And this is an important piece. If you are a manifesting generator, um, this is such a freedom that I tell them, you know, I love this thing. And then three months later, I've changed my mind and no one's going to say in our business, Mm -hmm. well, Abby, you know, but we were doing this plan. Yeah. And I changed my mind. And Mm. if that freedom isn't allowed and that I feel like I'm judged or I'm letting someone down, that's not going to work for my creative process. And, and also like, um, giving myself windows where I have an idea and then I tell the team like, okay, I think that we need to get this done in the next two weeks. And I just need the freedom to tell you that it'll get done in the next two weeks. I don't know when that inspiration will come. And you can't tell me that it has to be done. Like I need to be able to be excited about it in this moment. I know that I will be within the next two-ish weeks and that you'll get it. But if you ask me every day, I'm going to feel like I'm failing because that's just not how my creative process works. Mm-hmm. And giving that, that loose structure in the business has really set me up for success to a point where I you know, was able to write two book proposals at the same time and three business groups and launched, you know, a hundred thousand dollar program in a week. And like things that look like, wow, that should be really hard or a lot, but I just was following my bliss sincerely. Totally. And having fun. And that's like the most magnetic thing in the whole world. Um, and I love how you brought it back to leadership because I think we're manifesting generators and a lot is so specific beyond this, but like where they'll thrive in leadership is when they feel the freedom to kind of move in between different projects and passions as they're inspired. And exactly like you said, they have the permission to pivot. And like, if your team was like, but we committed to that. Yeah. And we said that it's just like, yeah, my energy is not there for it. And I think what you're offering as an example with the book proposals and the launch is just like, when your energy is there for it, it is magical. Yeah. So it is just, it's hundred percent the thing that's like kind of worth following, but like you need a team that understands that. I even have like a manifesting generator friend. I love her so much. And like, I used to feel so like confused when she's like, okay, actually I'm not going to do this anymore. And I'd be like, Whoa, we like, what, you know, and now it's like amazing. What's next, you know? So like, I just think having people around you that really support you in that. So 
you know, we touched a little bit on kind of on the magnetism, but like you're somebody who, even though you've got all this capacity to make things happen, you're not really meant to chase after anything. Mm -hmm. Like you're just meant to be busy doing what you love and just seeing what shows up in your world. When you do just that, when something shows up in your world, like you and design did, and it lights you up and excites you, then you go make that thing happen. But you're basically waiting for a response, waiting for kind of just like a lit up feeling within your gut to be your guide. And the more you are in your bliss, the more joyful you are, the more magnetic you'll be to kind of the most aligned opportunities. So one reminder is just like not forcing things like waiting to be lit up before you go after it and to paying attention. Like sometimes you might've like such tunnel vision that you actually become blind to everything else that's coming your way. So keeping your awareness open to kind of see what's showing up in your world. I love that. I think that's completely a necessary reminder. And if somebody has a different profile, are there people that are meant to like create their own opportunities and, and chase after, because I'm such a responder that that's why I think it's like, wait, does anyone else work differently? I know. So, um, projectors are going to be invited in. So similar, but like, you don't need to be invited in. Like you can literally be like, and I know no, we're not inviting you to all the types. <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, I'm lit up by that. I'm going after like yeah. projectors. It's, I'm a projector. It's really good for us to feel like really seen and valued and appreciated before we jump in manifest are here to initiate. So like, uh, as soon as they have the urge, making it happen. So yes, there are some types that do it differently, but like, yeah, you're just here to like respond to what shows up that lights you up. Fascinating. Isn't this so cool? Y'all. Are you having so much fun? I can't wait. I cannot wait to see everyone's responses. Um, ask your questions. Like this is just going to, I can't wait to see what people think of this episode. Okay. Keep going. Erin, I am loving this. I need popcorn. One thing I would say in the, in the vein of leadership is like knowing that you're going to respond to things. It's really good to empower your team and let them know that's how you best work. And so instead of like a team member giving you a really like open-ended thing, like, Hey, like Abby, like, what do you think we should do about this? Like, I would actually suggest that they give you options. Like if they're like, Hey, Abby, like, do you prefer option A or option B? Like, do you want to do this or this? Like you might be like, yep, nope, yep, nope. Like it allows for such a more efficient way of communicating. And so if you're not getting a clear response to something, I would actually ask that person, like, could you give me options or could you phrase it in a different way? I love this. Actually, when I was starting the podcast, first of all, to anybody who's been wanting to start a podcast, I would love to tell you this very brief story because this is about as man, Jen, as they get. I really wanted to create a podcast for about three years now. And I consistently changed so fast that I couldn't keep up with myself. And I was bored of every concept of a podcast before I even launched it. So it took me this long to get to a spaciousness and a confidence that I get to consistently change and pivot. And that anything I find interesting, the answer is this podcast is about anything I find interesting. The end. I love it. And what I, lights you up? Yeah. And I can't, I cannot go more specific than that because I will outgrow whatever I come up with before I even launch. So that's how it took me this long to create the podcast. And then when I was creating it with the team, at first they like came and they gave me like, oh, here's, here's what we think your like sound or songs, you know, for the show should be. And they gave me like one or two options. And I was like, I need like 50. And they were like, what do you mean? And I was like, I need like I need to respond. And they're like, but that's like a lot of different ones. And I was like, yeah, but how do I know unless I hear like 50 options? And they're like, oh, because a lot of our clients get overwhelmed. And I was like, I won't be overwhelmed. I will be very, very quickly decisive. Like, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. And I didn't know at the time this, this strategy from you. So I don't know who got needed to hear that right now, but that's going to save you a lot of like to be able to tell your team, 
no, really, I won't be overwhelmed. Give me like 50 freaking options and let me just, I will, I will know immediately. I'm very quick once I see it. Once it's presented. Yeah. Yeah. And I can like show up in such simple ways. Like my partner's a generator. He's not a manifesting generator, but like, it's very similar for generators. So like, if I ask, if I ask him like what he would like to eat for dinner, it's like, oh gosh, like everything's possible. But if I like ask him, like, do you want to cook at home? Or like, go out or eat this or this. He's like, yep, nope, yep, nope. That's me. You know, and so it's just like, it's such a simple shift, but it's such a transformational one. Okay. So if we're going to keep moving on, there's a piece of your design that speaks to how you best make decisions. We call this our inner authority. And so you are what we call an emotional authority. And, and there are lots of different ways that people can make decisions for you, you know, as a manifesting generator, you're somebody that has a really strong gut feeling. Like as we talked about the minute something's presented, it's like that feels good or that doesn't like, and that's why those yes, no questions are so useful. That said, you're not actually designed to kind of commit to things spontaneously or in the moment based on your gut feeling the best decisions I know, um, which is like probably annoying for you because you're like, I've got so much energy. Let me get to it right now. And I would actually recommend that you sleep on things and give yourself one, two or three days before you say yes, because what's correct for you is the things that like you love over time and not just the ones that you love in the moment, because you might be on an emotional high and you're like, yes, I'm in, I'm in, let's do it. And then you wake up the next day, you're like, gosh, don't really want to do that. And like, and so like, you're just looking for like sustained excitement. And so if I was making a decision with you, I would be like, Abby, are you excited by this? And you might be like, yes, a hundred percent. And then I would ask you again and you'd be like 90%. I'd be like, go for it. You know what I mean? Like if the excitement sustains, amazing, you know, you might not be as excited, but like, as long as like that kind of clear knowing is there. So while it can feel annoying, it probably will save you so much time and energy because it will allow you to kind of enter into the right experiences and opportunities in the first place. This is very helpful. I don't want to hear it. I know you're like, I want to be, it's right not now. efficient. And I just, am like, let's just go. But you're right. This one, ugh. I hate to admit that you, that this is a very true, how, what are the other types? How are, how do other people respond? So some people I'm emotional like you, I'm a different type, but I also need to sleep on things. And, and again, like you've got so much energy. The thing is like, once you get a clear, yes, you can make it happen quicker than anyone else, but you just like, it's the patience about waiting for the clear. Yes. Um, some people are meant to be very spontaneous in their decision-making around whether their gut feeling, their intuition. It's like in the moment, trusting that some people need to talk things out and kind of see what clarity comes through just like a verbal processing. Um, some people need to kind of be in the right space and kind of talk things out in those spaces. So there's lots of possibilities, but this is a really cool one to understand in teams because like you might need to sleep on things. Whereas a collaborator is super quick, you know, super intuitive, super just like in the moment. So really kind of honoring those differences rather than expecting similarity. That's very helpful. And I can see where my partner is because he's definitely a talk it out person. Mm. And I make most of my decisions by myself and I don't quite, sometimes I don't understand why we have to talk all of it out, but he's a talk it outer. Yeah. And like, and, and I don't know his design, but like, if he was to talk it out, like, it's not that he like even needs advice, like from anyone else. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's by saying it out loud that he's like, mm-hmm, yeah, that feels right. Yeah. You know? So it's just that's, like, it's so powerful that, yeah, it's just so powerful to kind of understand the process that we have. So we can just honor it and like honor it in each other, you know? And it's not like, why does he need this? And I do it differently. It's like, oh, we're just really different. How can we best support each other in this? There's an aspect of our design called definition, which speaks to how we best process information. And so you are what we call a triple split definition. Some of this human design terminology is like oh, really yeah. non-intuitive as I shared before. <laughs> um, I usually call it synthesizing. I know. 
Um, it basically means, and you've kind of referenced this a few times in terms of needing your days to be different, which is a kind of a general manifesting generator quality, but I would imagine it's really amplified within you because you are somebody that's not designed to be in the same space with the same person all day, every day. You need freedom and flexibility. You're probably going to feel really trapped or confined if you're kind of in the same consistent environment. And like, you've got to move your energy around and kind of be activated by like different spaces and people, which is probably why that reporting job was like, so satisfying. Cause it's just like, it happened naturally. Um, so I would just say like on a more practical level, it's really good to kind of build your days like that, where there's a lot of movement and kind of new stimulation. But I would also say like, if you're ever in a situation where you are feeling kind of trapped with somebody, I would just remind you that it's like, not that anything's wrong with that person. It's just that you need to move your energy about it in a new way. Yeah. So just making sure that you're not kind of like blaming them. It's more just like, Oh, like I'm feeling a little bit confined. It's just because I need to go out for a walk and like go to a cafe and go to a park and kind of allow myself to be stimulated in a new way. The pandemic tried my very yeah, being hard for people. on a level that I can't exp- I mean, it was hard. It mm-hmm. was, it, it really tested me because I just needed to get out and I knew I couldn't and mm-hmm. trying to sit with how much energy I had and then not feeling yeah. lit up by new experiences. I mean, we all had, it was all hard. Please hear me. Like I know, mm-hmm. but as you're saying, like, I'm just not designed to do this. And I thought I, I, I just thought I was going to lose my mind. It was really hard, but we got through it. Mm-hmm. We got through it. Yeah. But I, I have, you know, everyone was challenged in their own way, but I think that I have heard a lot of similar reflections from people with this kind of definition, because like to be confined in their home was really challenging. And like, even honestly going for a walk to a park, like, you know, or just like kind of being out in the world, yeah. like, even if you're talking to no one can be so supportive. And so kind of giving yourself like in those moments, like I've got to go for a walk. I've got to go to a cafe. Like I've got to go just go move and be stimulated by a new thing. And then I can return. If we keep rolling on, there is something in our design called our profile. There are 12 different possible profiles and the profile really reveals how we're uniquely wired to manifest our purpose. You are a three, five profile. Again, weird numbers. These are not intuitive things. Basically what this means, there are two pieces for you. One is that you are somebody who learns through trial and error. You learn (laughs) by making all the mistakes in the world and failing in every possible way. So you can discover everything that doesn't work on your way to discovering what does. You're very naturally entrepreneurial, but if you are expecting perfection, if you're waiting for things to be aligned perfectly before you jump in, it will be very challenging. You rob yourself of all this amazing wisdom that you have. So like you're going to like jump in, get your hands dirty, do it all wrong, learn what didn't work, let it fuel your growth, do it better next time. You know? So just like knowing like, again, and you also like learn by doing. So somebody might be like, Hey, Abby, this thing's amazing. You're like, so cool. I really am not going to believe you until I do it for myself, but thanks yeah. for the like heads up. You know, like, you've got to just like experiment and test and try and like, well, first, how does that feel to you? Obvious. That's, that's spot the fuck on. And the issue that I've had previously to discovering that Aaron was I thought, again, another thing was wrong with me because I was like, why everybody else, everybody else, right? That should be your first red flag. But everyone seems to have their shit together but me. Why do I have like un, like not normal amount of failures and trials and tribulations, like literally so many that I could make a whole TED talk and I did all about how many different types of failures I've faced and what I've learned from them. And And like, why, 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 why? And then realizing that that's part of how I like, even if I had a different option, I wouldn't want to do it a different way. I, 
Yeah. I, I do, you know, sometimes it does annoy my partner and my friends and my family, like just trust us. And I'm like, I, I do trust that you're being honest, but I won't know until I do it myself. I have to do it myself. And, and that's why also I feel like I'm a very good coach is just because I'm like, Oh, don't even worry. I already failed at those seven things you're about to try here. Let me <laughs> save you some time because I've fallen flat on my face countless times. And I really, for a while took it as a, as a mark of a lack of value, right? Like I was making a bunch of mistakes and I wasn't good. I wasn't good at being a leader. And then I realized that that's just my style. And again, that's why I feel so passionately about bringing you on the show. I just feel that human design more than anything for me personally has just been this giant permission slip to consistently do me and realize more and more that like, that's just how I'm built. And that's okay. Totally. So, yes. And it's like, and when you lean into that, you thrive. Yeah. You know, but like you can imagine if you have, because honestly, there's another part of your design that's like a total perfectionist. You oh, know? God, so I know. Like, <gasps> so, it's just like this balance where he's like, okay, like I learned by doing. So, how can I give myself all the permission in the world? And I love what you shared about like writing a TED talk of like all your mistakes. And maybe this is what your TED talk was already about. But like, I think that you're such an amazing, like you can be so transformative for other people when you share your journey. Yeah. Like you, your wisdom is not from you being like, I study this thing and I'm the expert. You're like, I experienced all these things. I failed in a lot of ways. I learned from those failures. Um, my failures are here to help you grow, you know? And so like <laughs> these people tend to be amazing storytellers, authors, speakers, because when it comes from their own experience, it can be so potent for other people. That would, that hopefully is what these books will do, Erin. I hope that I get to. You're doing it. To share that. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was amazing. I had a client recently who had this and she was like writing a book and she was really like, I'm going to be the expert in this thing. And then I told her that she was like, oh, thank God. I'm just going to like include all my stories. Yeah. And it was like, the book was received so beautifully when she really just like allowed and trusted the value of her own experiences. And I'll say as somebody who reads a lot of books, I just like reading stories is obviously the best thing ever, yeah. you know? So it's just like, and there's so many lessons in each of them. So the other part of your profile, the five is around the fact that like, you are a very natural problem solver. Like you're really good at coming into situations, offering a very kind of innovative, unconventional like perspective, and then checking back out. Like you're not really here to be there, like saving the day all the time. You're like, come in, save the day out. So one, honor yep. that, mm -hmm. you know, really good at that. Um, one thing I would say to watch out for is that it's very easy for people to kind of project all kinds of things onto you. They could be like, ah, but you'd be amazing at this. Like you'd be amazing at this. And like, and it, it, it can feel really positive because you're like, wow, it's amazing. You see me that way. And I think my biggest reminder for you is to just be wary of other people's expectations and make sure you are only saying, which to me, it sounds like you're doing only saying yes to the things that make you feel like you and the things that light you up the most and never saying yes to things just because somebody wants you to be that thing. Because oh like, yeah. That's a hard yes lesson. That way, yeah. Yeah. Because again, they can be like, you'd be amazing. You're like, yeah. And then you're like, Oh wait, that's not actually me. And like, I would just make sure with your clients that you're setting incredibly clear expectations. Like these are all the ways that I can show up, you know, like this is what you can expect from me just so you don't actually like leave room for them to kind of form more unrealistic expectations. That's really helpful feedback. And I would say that, uh, I'm working on getting great at that, but it certainly was not the case, Aaron, uh, for most of my life. I really felt yeah. like I just kept filling the box of whatever people thought I should do or be. And I did it well because of that perfectionist tendency. And it didn't occur to me for quite a while, but like, do I like doing it just because I'm good at it? Oh, does right. it mean that I need to do it? Right. And 
100%. That really, that, and, and then the reckoning of realizing that you spent a large portion of your life so far performing for everyone else and never really doing anything for you. Uh, that's not the case now, but that is also a part of my first TED talk. <laughs> like that realization yeah. of fuck, like I, I don't owe anyone anything. And I appreciate mm. the, I appreciate the projection and reflection, but, yeah. but I got it. I'm gonna go do me now. Totally. But that's hard. It's just like, it is hard. And it's just like, and I love that you shared it in your talk because it's such a lesson of the three. It's just like, I tried it. It didn't work. I tried to be what everyone else wanted me to be. No, thank you. No, thank you, know, you. This works better. And it also goes back to like a really core lesson of being a manifesting generator, which is that like, you know, often there's a big lesson for manifesting generators around boundaries. Like because you carry such natural capacity and life force and vitality, people like really want to like have some of it and like, and might want to like ask you to do all kinds of things. And so much of your job is being like, flattering. And unless I'm lit up and excited by it, it's not going to be beneficial for anyone. Yes. And so it's like seeing your own desires and your own joy and your own bliss, as you say it, like not as a selfish thing to pursue, but actually as the thing that allows you to have like the biggest, most positive impact in the world. Wow. That was a powerful sentence. That's it. That's it, Aaron. Thank you for see this lady does not know me, but like, <gasps> holy shit. <laughs> That's why I think yeah. this stuff is so fascinating. And by the way, small break to say, Aaron is generously providing a discount code so that you can have these blueprints done for you. Yeah. We'll put it in the uh, show notes. I could not recommend it enough. Um, it's, it's just the best way to begin to see yourself more deeply, to support your teams, your partner, your family. I mean, literally, like you said, every, every part of it. and. I just, the only thing, only regret is I just wish I'd found about it sooner. Literally whatever it says. Yeah. It's just like, it's so, do you, are you a parent or no? I'm not a parent. No, not a parent. Like, I think that human design is such, I'm not either, but I think human design is such a potent tool in parenting Yes, as it is in business. Because I think that often what happens is that we like tend to live our design super purely, like when we're young and then we kind of get conditioned out of them and just try to be everything that we're not. And then we uh -huh. discover human design later in life. We're like, Oh God, I was living that. Now I'm coming back to it, you know? And so like, when you start to kind of parent people according to their design and kind of give them just like understand how different they are, like you're just basically giving them permission to be who they are from day one. Yes. You know? And so it really is such a cool tool in parenting, especially like, you know, for manifesting generators as parents, like if you're expecting your kids to keep up and do as much, we'll be very disappointed yeah, in the same way that now. you might do. Yeah. So it's just like, it's really such a cool tool, but I do hear that very often where it's just like, I just wish I discovered it earlier. And like, it's so potent at any time we discover it, but I think, yeah, obviously the earlier, the better. We were joking at my bachelorette party. Um, which was like a non-conventional, obviously bachelorette party, but yeah. we're sitting in Sedona. We're having our goddess circle and my closest best friends are all man gens. And we just laugh oh because we're all that intense, that fast all the time. And we really don't know how to be very close friends with people who aren't because we just need you to keep up. Like, I just don't understand totally why you don't go 110 miles an hour with a thousand ideas. And I have one sweet girlfriend. I'll never forget this. So she's sitting there in Sedona. She's just become pregnant. She already has a full-time job and she's launching a second business on her computer that morning with all of us around, just like, Oh, I'll be right there. Can't wait for the hike. Just got to send out a couple sales emails and is like launching another business. And then she's like, great, let's go for the hike. That sounds wonderful. And like, this is 
I'm very proud of her, but I wasn't surprised, you know? And I don't, totally. I think if you don't understand your profile and if you don't understand your friend's profiles, you could be like, oh, she's hustling, right? Or, oh, she's totally. trying too hard. And it's like, no, that is the most beautiful expression of her. Like that is Dina. Like that's just my friend. Totally. Yeah. I love that so much. And I think it's so beautiful when it comes to that place where it's like, she's doing that because it excites her. And mm-hmm. therefore that's the best thing in the world for her to do. Why would I, I not? You, yeah. <laughs> I love that you have so many friends that are manifesting generators. That probably is a very inspiring, fun energy to be around. We're um, a lot. <laughs> I, I know. I'm like imagining me in that space. I'm like, Whoa, I can't keep up. Um, but it's probably so uplifting and so it empowering. Is. It really is. We're a little intense though. I'm not going to lie, Erin but own it. You know what I mean? Like how magical to just be in a place where it's just like, we are just all this, you know, I'm sure that you guys like lift up every room that you guys walk into. (laughs) One other piece that I would definitely share. And and there's so many pieces, like if people haven't kind of sensed this already, human design is endless. Yeah. Um, doesn't mean that learning all the information is the best thing to do. Like sometimes that might get you more in your head, but like, it is just around kind of like learning the pieces that feel relevant to where you are. But it is like, I've done one session with people. I've done 40 sessions. Like it just like never really stops. So, um, there is a piece of our design called our channels. And these are kind of just like the innate strengths that we carry. And so you've got a bunch of them. So I'm not going to go into all them, but a few that would be useful for you to know. One is that you've got the strength of creativity. It means that you are really here to be such a creative role model and here to just express yourself in really kind of bold, different and super unique ways. And like the more kind of expressed you are and the more kind of bold and courageous you are, the more you kind of empower others to be equally bold. I think it's really important for you to feel creatively expressed in your life. And that might come through your work or it might come through things outside your work. But I think really kind of exploring like what feels like a creative outlet, where do I feel the most creatively expressed and making sure you're funneling more energy there. Done. Yep. Yes. Got it. Okay. 10 out of 10. You've also got 10 out of 10. Fabulous. You know, and when you're living your design, the thing is that these channels are just like even more resonant because like you don't have to try to make them happen. Like when you're living your design, it is just happening, you know? Um, You've also got this channel that's a very kind of like empowering, intense energy where it's like when you're in other people's energy, you can make them believe that anything's possible. Like you really kind of just like are like, they're like, they're in your space. They're like, I could do anything. They might walk away and be like, can I really, (laughs) you kind of like, they might not always sustain it, but I think that like, you've got an empowering energy where you can really kind of transform people and kind of really like help them move out of, out of complacency into an entirely new way of doing things, you know? And so you really can like up level and shift and transform people's lives. Obviously you don't want to do that for people that aren't ready for it or don't desire it. You know, I think this is a strength that is best invited in. So I would just make sure, and I'm sure your clients are obviously inviting you. in if they're paying you and all the things, but I would just make sure that you're like not forcing that transformation on anyone. And like, you're really kind of helping those who are desiring it kind of have that big transformation. It also means that in your own life, you're probably going to have these serious periods of transformation where it's just like, it's a really intense up level. And then like you come out on like a totally different place. So just like really embracing those times in your life and knowing that it's kind of natural to have those up levels throughout your life. I feel seen. And I received that. That is beautiful. spot on. Okay. That's crazy. So I talked a little bit. Spot on. Wow. Okay. Yes. Keep going. So so I talked a little bit about this kind of perfectionist energy. Like there's a part of your design where you really have a drive to just like perfect and improve and refine anything that you're part of. Mm -hmm. And you're probably really good at like seeing what needs to be fixed and everything. It's just like somebody can show you a thing. It's like, that could be made better. That could be fixed. Like, yeah, you know, so like you're really good at like finding faults and finding what's not working, you know? So 
um, I think my biggest reminder for you is to have the proper outlets in your life to channel this energy. And that could be into your business and your clients' lives, like seeing what needs to be fixed and resolved. Like, but my, but why I say that is because if you don't have the proper outlets, you might turn that energy inwards on yourself and find fault with yourself and your partner and like, kind of just like be overly critical. And it's such a gift when it's used in the proper way. You really leaned into that one. I really, I physically <laughs> leaned into this because your thoughts, <laughs> Woo! uh, we just finished the second season of my Academy today. And we were talking a lot about how to transmute energy. Right. And like, literally how to metabolize these powerful gifts that we all have, because if they don't, they get stuck and they pool in our bodies and they get stuck in our business and they get stuck in our personal lives. And so that's what, why I leaned in. Cause I literally just had this conversation two hours ago, Aaron. Wow. It's so beyond true. When I didn't have a, exactly this creative outlet, uh, ownership over that creative outlet, and an ability to fix a problem, as you said, and like get in there and, and turn that energy into a way that we can create something new or improve something. And I can think of a few times in my career, I consistently turn that then on myself. And that showed up in different forms of eating disorders that showed up in really toxic relationships with others that showed up in self-harm and anxiety. And whether or not you have this exact same chart and you're listening, whether or not, you know, you hopefully haven't resonated deeply with turning that energy on yourself. But, but I do know that everyone, no matter what your design is, the question I would ask you at home is, you know, when we look at our gifts, are you using them? Do you feel to your full advantage? Mm -hmm. And then if the answer is no, Let's start looking at some of these behaviors that you're doing to yourself, because that's the first place to start looking at where, frankly, you, the energy has to go somewhere. It doesn't just dissolve and it's turning in on you. And there's lots of ways that that looks like, but self-criticism, self-harm, uh, body dysmorphia, and then also it on other people, right? Being extremely judgmental and critical of others and, and, um, you know, untrusting and all of those pieces come from an actual gift that's just not being utilized fully. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. I love it so much. Yeah. But it is just like, it's around how we're using it, Yeah, you know? And so often we like, don't, we kind of make ourselves wrong for our gifts or kind of channeling it in really strange ways. And I think that it just like human design really reminds us of like the things that really make us us. Like, I can't tell you how many clients I've sat with that. I'm like, I tell them about one of their strengths and they're like, doesn't everyone do that? I'm like, no, no. You know what I mean? And so like they often haven't stepped into it because they're just like, everyone could have been like, no, That's you know, in the same way that you're like, so don't we all respond? It's like, we have our lens, you know, and, and, and it's amazing. And the magic of human design is reminding us how unique and different we each are. A hundred percent. And I feel like the piece again of why that human design is so powerful for so many reasons, but the biggest is this permission slip because without it, we hear it a lot on social media, like, are you playing small? Don't play small, yeah. right? But here's the deal. What I really mean, and I think what you really mean, Aaron, is when we are not fully expressed in our gifts and we, quote, play small, that energy still has to go somewhere and it gets internalized mm -hmm. and it turns out in all of these ways, self-criticism, mm -hmm. self-harm, self-doubt, self-hatred. It has to go somewhere 
And that's the real danger of, quote, playing small. Not about those external achievements. It's about not getting to be a fully expressed version of how you were built. Mm -hmm. And I think, and I love that. And one other piece I'd share, and this is kind of just like a general reflection, is that like, you know, none of us are meant to make decisions from our mind. And often we are all kind of creating pro con lists and trying to rationalize and trying to be like overly strategic. And human design really tunes us into a more kind of just like innate kind of deeper way of like knowing what's right for us and what's not. And like an example in your design is that you've got a very powerful active mind. My guess is you're like always thinking and exploring and being inspired. And like, if you, again, like your mind is here to uplift and empower others with all your insights and ideas. If you turn all that mental energy inwards on yourself to try to figure out your own life, you're probably going to become very obsessive and drive yourself crazy. And so, so much of your design is that like trusting your gut to kind of guide you into the right commitments and using your mind to kind of be this real source of inspiration for other people. But you can start to kind of see when you're using these things just like in different directions, like, and I've actually got a very similar thing to you, like just a mind that's always going. And like, it was such a lesson for me. Like, how can I put my mind to work to be inspiring for others? Like to write Instagram posts and study things and learn things. And like, just not try to figure out like step five. It's like my job is to tune into what feels right for step one and let my mind be a source of inspiration. And often that can be such a relief for uh, people because like we've often been kind of using that energy in, in the opposite way that it's meant to be used according to human design. That is massively freeing to hear that from you. Thank you. Sincerely, because that is, that is true. I know we have time for one more piece, one more part of me, one more part that you think would serve everyone. This has been so fun. Oh my gosh, Aaron. Holy shit. Is there like a, a 10 pack? Can I, can I hire you for like a 10 pack session? Cause I'm, I'm going to do it. Yeah, I know. I Holy know. shit, this I is so great. My, I mean, I have one dear client. I love her so much. We've been sitting together every other week for like two years. I love you this. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, it's such a, because having one session is amazing and you'll kind of get your, your roadmap. And every time, every, with what you're going on in your life, like everything's going to resonate differently. So I love sitting with people in an ongoing way because I'm just like, okay, like based on where you are in your life, this is what's most relevant, you know? And it's just like, it's such a constant reminder of like who we are and how we're meant to thrive. Okay. The last piece that I want to share is another one of your strengths. And I don't usually use the traditional names, but I will for this one because I love it. The traditional name is the keeper of the keys, which sounds so like mystical and wonderful. And it just means that like, One, you are so, I know you work for yourself, but like, you're just so valuable for any company that would have you. Like you're so good at like magnetizing all the right resources and so gifted at kind of like channeling them in the right direction. And so like, you're just a a big asset. But I think that like in general, you've got this really empowering energy that you can kind of help unlock other people's directions and the vision that the visions that they carry. And so like you just being energetically present kind of gets people so aligned in their own direction. But what allows that is when you just trust your own direction without like, again, needing to be overly strategic. Like when you're just trusting your gut and like this, like you can have such a beautiful, empowering energy. So I think that like one of your roles is very much a kind of unlocking and new directions and the people around you and kind of bringing like very empowering, innovative, new directions to like people, projects and places. Oh, I received that. That's amazing. Okay. I've never heard that before, That's but great. I'm down. It's amazing. I I, I would, that's a really good one. I love that. And I, I receive that for sure. And I think there's a lot of frustration when I don't feel like I get to help innovate, right. When I was in like a more corporate space, it was really, really frustrating because I knew that I had great ideas and corporate at the time didn't really, you know, doesn't want to hear from 
23 year olds. Yeah. They're like, just shut up and be a cog. And I'm like, but I really can help this entire company make like 100%. millions of dollars. If you would just shut up and let me help. A hundred percent. And your ideas are like very, like the traditional like language is like mutative. I don't really love that, but it just means that like your ideas are very like new and weird and freaky yes. and kind of genius, <laughs> but like, they're just like, they're different. Yes. And so like, if the people are not ready to hear them, they're gonna be like, Whoa. And if they're ready, it's like, it is, you will be seen as a genius, you know? And so like, it's such a good reminder and you communicated that so beautifully that like, you're not really here to just like do things how others have done. Like you're here to bring like a very new, different, like approach to things that might be like, feel like light years ahead of things for other people, but like just, just trusting that, you know, and, and being in environments where people kind of recognize that gift and kind of call that gift out of you. I received that. And I can think of so many times that I look back on like TV shows that I came up with and businesses that were ahead of their time. And it just wasn't the right timing because they couldn't see it. And I was, you know, if I had waited, you know, just even two more years, this would, this probably would have launched well Mm -hmm. because it hit at the right, because people were ready to receive it. Um, and that's now part of what I get paid to do is to see media trends and to see things, to position my clients, to be on the forefront of having these conversations. Um, and that just see, can you see at home? Okay. Really though, it's just so validating to continue to do you. And you'd be like, well, then why would I want somebody just to tell me everything I already know? Exactly this. Because totally. it's so good. Nobody supports you like this, especially if you are a creative, an artist, an entrepreneur. You do stuff weird. You do stuff different. You don't want to be like the normal, whatever, nine to five type person whatever that looks like. Yeah. You deserve to have this kind of support because you haven't gotten any, there's no blueprint that you don't have anybody to support you in doing this your own weird way. And you keep thinking I it's just me or I'm doing it wrong. And I hope that by discovering and supporting yourself with human design, you can discover why your weird is so special. Yeah. And why you'll be the most successful when you own it. Yeah. And I think the magic of like being reminded of these things is that like, while you maybe have felt many of these things over the course of your life, like human design offers us a language. I know that when I first discovered my human design, like I wasn't living any of it. I was like, I have never felt as seen as that, but I also feel so called out because I've been resisting it my Uh entire life, you know? And so I think it really reveals why you've been experiencing resistance in certain areas of your life and kind of reveals where you thrive. And often it's the opposite of what we've been taught or thought we should do. Aaron, you're amazing. Thank you sincerely for being here. Wow. I'm going to put all of this stuff in the show notes. I know y'all are going to be booking some blueprint sessions with her. We'll put the code in there. Uh, this has just been as always, every time I'm around your content and your energy, it's eye opening. It's beautiful. Ah. It's supportive. Thank you for being you sincerely. Oh my God. My pleasure. And just to clarify, the code is story. Did we yeah. say that? Yeah, sure. Story. And it's story and it's going to be active for the blueprint, which is basically like a 55 plus page, like written guide to your unique design. And it goes through all the pieces we talked about today and so much more. It's just like meant to be like a practical, empowering operating manual. And then atop separately, I offer sessions, private team, partnership workshops, and things like that. I love this. I love this for the new people that are about to discover you. Thank you again, sincerely. And we'll talk next week. Bye everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Full Body Fuck Yes podcast with me, Abby Gibb. If you haven't already, 
Don't forget to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And it would mean the world if you leave a review so others know how kick-ass these episodes are. And I'm a real person over on Instagram. So tag me in an IG story at Abby Gibb and let me know what landed in your heart the most today. Thanks again for listening.